Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three daily life hacks. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, starting with the crafting cunning. My life is now much easier. Jared! What's going on, guys? Armos checking in. Uh, I would have to say a life hack that I just found out that would have been useful if I still drank caffeine is the uh, way to make Baja Blast at home. Uh, you take Powerade, Mountain Dew, and Sprite, and you mix it together. Believe it or not. Couldn't believe it. You can make it at home. It's wonderful. I am trying this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Hold on. What, what do you have to do? Not lying to you. <laughs> Blue Powerade. Yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah. And then uh, Sprite or 7-Up. Interesting. Gotcha. Well, anyways, I am Dan. I play Minus Pebblewalker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am the chopsticks while eating your snacks of this podcast. Classic, simple. I, I, I do that all the time. I'm not doing all it right time, now, dude. even though I am eating chips, but I do it all the time. You got Cheetos. You got chips. You got mini Oreos. Whatever it is. Chopsticks. Mini Keeps Oreos, dude. Clean. What a throwback. I haven't had mini Oreos <laughs> That's in so crazy. long. They're one of my favorite snacks. <laughs> Shout out to mini Oreos. My name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn, and my life hack is also food related. Uh, for all you uh, Rice Krispie lovers, if you flatten them into a pancake, they taste better. True. How? They're delicious. How? I agree with that. How? D- I don't know. By it just You flatten them, and somehow it like breaks up the sugar enzymes and whatever, and they just taste better. Yep. They do. It's facts. So go buy a Rice Krispie, eat one normal, and then eat the mm. second one flattened, and you'll be like, holy crap. Drell was right. You're welcome. Is that is it not facts? Is it not facts? Is that the reason why candy tastes better out of a vending machine? Because it has to fall like three feet. Anyways, sure. what's your favorite life yeah. hack, Tony? <laughs> is that your life hack, Tony? Order of candy I, from I drop vending every machine? piece of candy I buy. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know the deal. Before we get into the recap, we got to do the rundown. And today's rundown is brought to you by Jared. Uh, guys, I don't know if you heard. We got a website. 404pod.com. You can get all our merch, catch up with the episodes, see our socials. Make sure to check it out. 404pod.com. We add merch every, uh, every randomly. So if you want to, you know. I love getting merch every randomly. <laughs> we add it to the site. And, uh, yeah, our newest thing is our sports water bottle. I have it and I enjoy it. That's nice. Quite a bit. So 404pod.com. You enjoy sports? Do you enjoy water and D&D? I got the product for you, baby. Now we're going to go ahead and roll for the recap, where I roll a giant foamy D4 that was half-eaten by my rabbits. Whoever it lands on has to do the recap for this episode, where I'm number one, two is Alec, three is Dan, and four is Jared. Well done. All right, we're going to roll it. I closed my door. There's no way... For this die to go out of bounds. It is impossible for this to go out of bounds. So I'm going to go ahead and roll it. It's going to be anybody but me. Is it Tony? He looks pretty sad. It is a one. <laughs> Damn it, Dan. Damn it. Because <laughs> I... Daniel. This is wonderful. I'm going to have to throw it back in the rabbit cage let him eat it again. Get it, get it bet rebalanced. This is bullshit. Tell you what, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. But you got to give me inspiration. 
I'll give you inspiration if you want to do the recap. As a matter of fact, really? that's a standing rule. Ooh. <laughs> that is a standing rule. I will give you inspiration if you want to do the recap. I'm about to start rapping each one from now on. All right, perfect, because I had this planned from the beginning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking schematics, dude. Last we left, our heroes found an evil tooth on the ground. Knows all around. Wilfred left without a sound. There's no escape. They should not have tempted fate. All the nose they broke apart. The Richter scale was off the chart. Rumbles through the cave. This could be the rocky grave. Something big drew near. Made of bones, your darkest fear. Bone centipede. Attack it, drill. Strike with speed. Bone centipede. Call it a no lapide. No featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Fellas, boyos, welcome to session 82. The three of you have just escaped the alleged tomb of Yanagu through a giant hole left by a giant nolipede in the ceiling of the temple-like room. But not before dropping the tooth of Yanagu itself. After climbing out of the tunnel, you decided it was best to let sleeping dogs lie, so to speak, and you left the tooth back at the temple where you think it should belong. The three of you climbed out onto this grassy hill, almost emulating a mountain area. Below you, on the side of this hill, about half a mile down, you notice that there is a town hidden within the tree line. You notice this town because of the small, slim, steady smokestacks just ever so slightly breaching the leaves of the jungle trees. And as the three of you catch your breath, you also notice that there are these red 
deep red eyes that look like they're attached to a large silhouette of some kind of bird miles out staring at you. The reason why you're able to notice is because of its potential size. What are the three of you doing as you notice this pair of deep red glowing eyes way off in the distance? It is also dusk, by the way. I don't think I mentioned what time of day you came out. It's sunset. Ugh. Ugh. Guys, oh, I need to sleep or something. How are you, how are you feeling, Armos? Uh, not, not great. Not, no. I'm yep, same. Same, really same. Mad that we couldn't uh, get that nope, sword. Nope, we lost a tooth. Or dagger. Whatever it was. I feel great, though. And I'm just, like, stretching. Like, you guys <laughs> just want to take a rest? You think we should go back down and get it? I mean, we established a base, right? So we could go back down the hole and just get it, right? Uh, mm. You know what? M- maybe another day. Maybe in a, in a week, once we're healed up from all that. <laughs> so we'll maybe mark we the should, spot and come back. <laughs> yeah, we should cover it up. I don't want to leave that down there, Armos. I'm going to be real honest with you. I know you're calling the shots here, but that's uh, like uh, a tooth of a literal god. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Believe me, I try to get it out of there. Yeah. But we'll come back. We'll make a map. We'll cover this up. You know, we'll uh, put some. Make sure that we can uh, find this place easy. A little landmark here and there. Maybe X marks the spot. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. All right. Yeah. Like, do we feel like this thing is looking directly at us or just looking in our general location? Like, Give looking me, towards us. As you are staring at the deep red eyes, uh, go ahead and make me an insight check. I got a nine. I got a 22. It's like staring in your direction, but it's too far. You're too far away to like see what exactly it's looking at relative mm-hmm. to how tall and big the three of you are and how large this thing is to be able to be seen that far away. It looks like a predator. That's the vibe you get. Even with a 21. I think we look like food and I do not want to be here. Where are we actually? And I look around to see if we can like see any signs of civilization or if we're just smack dab in the middle of the jungle. So we, we did touch on this in the last session. You are able to see the uh, Aramore ports where you originally arrived Okay, a couple of sessions ago, but it is very far away. And the way you are able to see it is by like the top of the sails from boats that are docked just barely over the mountain ridges and tree line. You have traveled a significant amount. You can also tell that under since you are underneath in the tomb that you have traveled much further than originally anticipated, most likely from when you were descending down that staircase and the tunnel made of bones. Hmm. Below you, about half a mile down this grassy mountain, you see a couple of thatched roofs hidden within the tree line. It looks like the town was trying to camouflage itself. And you noticed it when one of you uh, got like an 18 or higher, I believe, and you saw the smoke, the very clear... Uh, oh, smoke right. stack, smoke streams coming that. from the trees. Yes. All right. So uh, we, we head in that direction. What? Mm. That's the closest civilization, quote unquote, around. Well, I mean, we could always just try to hide in the trees and just take a rest. 
unless you guys want to go into town and then we got to talk to a bunch of people and you guys know how that goes. But if you guys want to rest first, I mean, we can just go, you know, under these trees over here and just chill. So the bird glowy eye thing mile away, is it towards, do we have to, like say if we want to go back to town, is it bird town or is it town in another direction? It's like a half mile away. The bird thing is like way, way in the distance. Very far away. You would not cross its path by going to this town. Uh, but it is like looking at you. And with that note, I want you to make me a perception check as you turn to talk to your teammates. Good old eight. Seven. It's a nat 20. Wow. Drell, you go to turn to look at it. And like the three of you are looking back and forth, discussing your next steps. And when you turn back, you catch the last glimpse this bird thing turns into a black fog, almost like a cloud, and then slowly dissipates into the air and is no longer in view. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, you good, Drell? No. Um, so that thing just like turned into gas, kind of like you do, Menace, and just completely disappeared. Oh. Oh. I'm sure it's fine. It is. Mm. We should, uh, how about we go to the town? <laughs> I start walking. Yeah, that might be a better idea. And I follow him. Same, same. Okay. So the three of you head to the hidden town. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. We, we need to put a landmark so that we can find this location again <laughs> and create a map. Okay. Yeah. Um, the three of you, what are you doing to mark this area down and to take note of your surroundings? Is there anything specific you would like to do? I point out to all the things that Menace should be sketching. Uh, Menace, make sure you get this yep. over here and, uh, oh yeah, oh, in cool. this tree oh, right okay. here. Yeah. Uh -huh. yep. that, oh, that's, that tree's got a lot of vines. All right. That, I've never drawn that many vines before. Okay. Okay. Just, but make sure you get every single one. Uh, no, I am. I'm getting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. I'll be counting for a while. You guys just uh, do, do your thing. I'll be drawing. How about we put an X on this tree? Oh, I'll draw that. Okay. <laughs> I draw an X after he carves down it. The, down the ways a little bit, we'll put a circle. Oh. Yeah. And then down a little ways more, we'll put a square. X, circle, square. Which means then, when we come back, it'll be square, circle, whoa, 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 whoa. X. We're not done. We got so many more trees. All right, then it's triangle. <laughs> Menace, give me a, a nature check with advantage as you start to take notes. Oh, nice. And uh, that's going to be a 20, 22. You're able to find this location with ease if you ever want to return. Perfect. And with that check, you also know that you're on the northern part of this island and the ports are to the south so somehow we got to the other side of the kabuki isles is that what you're saying or just this island J the other side of this specific island so okay. there are from what you know there are three islands that make up the kabuki isles there's yeah. the eastern island the northern island and the northern island is also known as the uh mainland of the Kambuki Isles. So that's like the main okay. island. And that's where the town of San Lo is. Got it. It is also where this giant pillar of earth is like floating in the sky over the northern island. Okay. And then where's the town? So if that's south, what's where's the town from us? The one hidden within the trees? That would be a yeah. little... That would be north of you from this position. Sweet. All right, Minus. And then this last one is a pentagram. 
Okay, oh, so Panther. Yeah, you can't, you can't, can't forget we, that one. That's the point one. Yeah, we we that was a lot of that was a lot of shapes. Okay, now we can go to the town. <laughs> Very cool. So the three of you begin to descend down this grassy tree hill. You see that as you travel down, continuing with Minus's nature check, surveying the area. You make it to the town with ease, but you notice that once you get within the tree line, this town is practically invisible until you make your way to its gates, so to speak. When you make it to the town, you actually don't see any gates. It's just surrounded by a grove of trees and all the buildings seem to blend in. The town is small. It looks more like a wooden hamlet, a foresty hamlet, and you do hear some rushing water, but you don't see a any type of water source just yet. You can assume it's there is a some type of water source within the town. And then you see some thatched roofs with, with lush green leaves uh, camouflaging the buildings, large rocks jutting out of the ground, and it smells wonderful here. You don't see anybody. It looks more empty, but given its location and how hidden it is, and that the sun is setting, you can safely assume that if anyone's in this town, they're probably in bed or at least indoors. Okay. What are the three of you doing as you walk through the jungle and notice the an entranceway into this town? And the entranceway, the arches look like a makeshift branch archway that is leaves a small opening between uh, two sets of trees acting as a nature gate. I'm like looking around to make sure there aren't any traps coming in because I know we used to have traps guarding our village back home. Go ahead and make me an investigation check as you are looking for traps or survival check. Your choice. Oh, I'm doing survival. 12. I got a 23. Drell, you notice not leading up to the branched archway, but you do notice that in the tree line as you are surveying, as you take where you wouldn't normally walk through, Unless you were mm -hmm. foraging, you notice traps, but you get the assumption that they're for animals, prey, but not necessarily intruders. They don't, these traps don't look necessarily deadly to someone of your size, maybe a boar or something smaller. Okay. So it doesn't look like the traps are maybe intended for this bird. Like it doesn't look like they have defenses from the bird is what I'm asking, I guess. For, no, not from what you can see in this immediate area. It look, they okay. look like hunting traps. Okay. No traps Forging. over here, Dwell. Uh, Menace, what are you talking about? There's traps right there. And I point to it and I say, what? Your village didn't have any of these? Uh, no, I, I was looking at this direction. Not, uh, I mean, we had those, obviously. Mm -hmm. Obviously, mm -hmm. we had yeah. those, Dwell. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yep, yep. We didn't uh, have that one, though. And I point to one with a bunch of sticks. <laughs> we, we have those, too. And they're made to catch tiny, tiny human, small creatures to eat. Yeah. It's like trying like to... Like you? It's like, I'm a greater mighty demon from the nine hills. <laughs> See that one over there, Reginald? That one's for rabbits. Stay away from that one. Good thing there are no rabbits in this party, right? Why are you looking at me like that? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? We all just stare. Armos, you got to talk to this guy. He's He needs I, to know. Look. He needs a reality we, check, Armos. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> Has anyone got a mirror? Uh, I was Wait, talking about you, Reginald. I put my I put my hand on the back of the magma magnifying glass and remind him and show my magnifying glass to him. Look in the look in the glass. It's hot. Oh, it was hot. Get away. Get away. Is it? Oh, 
That's a lost cause. Lost cause. All right. So you notice hunting traps uh, within the foliage on either side. There isn't necessarily a pathway into the town, but there is an opening. And it looks tra well traveled. Do we hear any noises? Yeah. Do we hear anything like rustling, bustling, cooking, uh, a fire? You, no, no. You don't hear any town activity. That was certain when you were approaching the area. I'm just going to walk in. <laughs> I'm just going to use a dodge action as I walk in here <laughs> in case a bunch of arrows come at me. <laughs> Hello? Is that what you're doing? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? Anybody home? Give me a perception check as you are yelling into the town. I'm walking with him, so can I roll one as well? Uh, 18. 18? Yeah, absolutely. Almost are you following along or are you staying back? <sighs> I mean, I want to. But at the same time, I'm too hurt to, so I'm just slug, slugging through. <laughs> I also rolled an 18. Oh, look at that. So with an 18, the three of you walk through this thin branch archway. The more you're looking around, especially with an 18, all of these buildings seem to be just jumping out at you. And now they're extremely noticeable now that you're inside the town. And there's all these wooden buildings made out of dirt, mud, and twigs, leaves, and branches completely camouflaged with the jungle around it. Immediately, you can tell that it's using its surroundings to protect itself. You don't notice any any defense measures within a town like a normal town would have, like cannons or ballistas or any type of weaponry. You do see within the grove like there are farms or a farm field growing some random plants, berries, and it is very hush. You walk closer to the center what you can conclude to be the center of this town which is three giant rocks overlooking a stage of some kind that is surrounded by more trees but these trees look placed for uh, a more elegant design it looks beautiful in this town it doesn't look abandoned it looks maintained despite being made out of practically mud and dirt and as you're looking around at the corner of your eye even with an 18 you are startled by a woman in your northwest corner at one of the bigger huts. And then as you're looking at the hut, you immediately sense that this is a, that this structure is more important than the others or much more pronounced at there, that there is a youngish woman standing on its porch with beautiful green hair. And it looks like a beautiful elvish dress of some kind. And on the dress, it has this beautiful ornate leaf shawl, so to speak, that overlaps the top of her head and gently comes down over her right shoulder and lies on her chest. Almost like an, I wouldn't say crown, so to speak, but it looks very regal, although this does not look like a royal place. And she looks at you with a soft smile. Our second set of visitors today. How strange for that to happen within our town. Who, who may I ask is visiting? Uh, Minus Pebble Walker of the Ivory Boulders. <clears throat> this is Drell. Uh, Say hi, Drell. Uh, <laughs> Drell was about <laughs> to give a fake name as he yeah. just like introduces himself, and he's like, Drell just like silently waves out. <laughs> I'm hunched over behind. And this is uh, where's Armos? Hi, there's, uh, there's Armos. Armos. Those other people didn't happen to have a big hulking knight creature with them, did they? No, no. Big, large hulking knights. We don't get those around here. Um, just a injured party. 
seeking out help? It sounds like there were three people that came through. <laughs> You're the first set of three I've seen today. Oh, really? Because we, mm. we had three friends that we got separated from. She walks down from the step. Can I make an insight check when like we're talking about like the the dread and like the amount of people and see like if she seems like she's right. telling the truth yeah go ahead and make me an insight check yeah uh, 18 to six nine menace with your with, with you being the highest role you don't think she's lying i'm just squinting as she talks <sighs> she leaves the porch and slowly walks towards the center of the town where the three of you are and sees the three of you acting cautiously and you see that she has a cane and when she walks you do notice that she is walking as if she's injured so when she walks over to you she's walking hunched over like an elderly woman would however she looks very young and she has a wooden cane and she walks towards the center of the town she goes please don't be shy if this town appeared before you and you surely mean no harm to it. Plus, well, nice. Uh, yeah. No, we're just trying to rest. We are. Does uh anybody else live here, or is this like you take care of this place? You look over to your right, and she gestures with her cane, and she points over to the homes, and you see small families like looking out the windows, and you see like children, uh looking out and you like their parents and they look like various elves and humans that are living within these homes and they're just watching you very quietly hi and i wait they mean you no harm um this is but a what she said humble town we live within our means and we don't cause any trouble but we help those who have seem to find it in these very harsh islands mm. i'll tell you what we could use some help right now we're uh Feeling a little worse for wear. Ugh. And I stretch. The three of you don't look too badly hurt, or is it perhaps psychological really? I down or at a emotional? Gash in my leg. <laughs> it, it's in here, and I point to my heart. Emotional. <laughs> yeah. You have someone you can talk to to bridge those no. wounds. No, oh. I keep bury it. That's what I do. Just bury it deep. You know. Oh, it's the best place for you it. Shouldn't do that, Drell. It's the best place for it. Ugh. You know what you should do? You should journal about it. I'll let you use one of mine. I have at least 20 empty ones in the cart. <laughs> as the cart appears, as the things you're summing it, and hits against <laughs> Drell's ankle. Anyways. So, uh, I'm glad we found some place of rest, I hope. I appreciate you being kind with us and courteous. We mean you no harm, so... Do we need to, uh pay for a place or I mean you guys seem friendly what's what's with the if if this village only shows up to people who mean it no harm why are you guys being so cautious we just mind our own and there are very dangerous things that live on these islands mm. so we just do our best to conceal ourselves however we noticed that over the many years of being here at least me being here that the town makes itself noticeable to those who are hurt or injured or have a reason yep, that's us. for being here, or at least a necessary stop on their way. So, as its elder, I make sure those who travel here are looked after. And as long as your stay is short, you may use what we have to offer. We don't accept gold, for we have no need for it. 
islands provide. Well, thank you so much. Again, I'm Ennis. You are... Ellis. Ellis Aim. Ellis. And this it is a pleasure to meet you, Ellis. Welcome to Tame Mordain. Tame Mordain, huh? How do you spell that? <laughs> she gives... She starts saying elvish letters to you. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody speak elvish? <laughs> I don't. I wish. Give me a history check. That's a 13. I got 11. Keep rolling low, man. <laughs> Get him out of the way. Get him out of the way. You know. I got yeah. a one, but not not a, not an out one. Well, got two with minus. You only needed a ten or higher for this. Tamer Dane was a was the city that you originally wanted to come to if you wanted your curses removed. <sighs> and Tomely Yinstead right. oh name dropped this back at the God. bar. I'm so glad to be here. Get <laughs> this. Off of me! <laughs> and I, I dart around and look for the little gecko guy, right? And that's what I... You know Tumbly? You see the tiny gecko kicking rocks uh, as, she, as it's slowly walking towards Ellis with its head down from your stone that you have. Oh my god, I need this so bad. Okay, I'm about to just... <laughs> yeah, I'm about to just word vomit a bunch of things and I explain to her how I have this gecko curse. <laughs> and go into way too much detail how much I hate him and that I want him gone. So Nax is normally super rebellious and does not like you and sometimes kicks you awake at night and you're getting all these flashbacks of when he was just being a honestly an asshole to you and you notice that he's gotten progressively worse over the time that he spent with you. But right now he's hamming it up to Ellis and he just looks so sad and she's looking up. And as you're explaining to Ellis <laughs> your, how you ended up here and Minish chiming in saying like, oh yeah, uh, Tomli gave us your name. You see that her, she winces at the name Tomli. And she goes, ah, yes. So I believe you know Lord Baron then. Oh, we, we met him. Mm -hmm. Okay. We only met him once. Well, I, I mean, I've met him a few times, but yeah. Oh, that's true. Drum out of a few times. We do go a ways back, but it's been some time since I spoke to him. But I guess he had some of his... Oh, did you two date? Lord Baron and I? No, no, no. Oh, shit. Oh, what? Andrella covers his mouth like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Um, there will be quite an age difference there if we did. Is there? Oh, oh yeah, he is hell old, so... Uh, I guess well, that makes sense. He was only about 20 when I met him. Um, I'm a bit older than that. No, I, Alec knew that, but Drell, but Drell didn't, because yeah. she's an elf, yeah. For the record, but yeah. Tomley did lead you in the right direction. He's the one I can't stand in giving him my information. Uh, when, well, when he found this place many years ago is uh, not the greatest experience. However, he his intentions are... Oh, good-hearted, good uh, good-spirited, so to speak. But if you are inflicted with curses, uh, well, I can help you. Awesome. Start with me. I'm ready. What do we <laughs> got to do? Well, I would need to examine you for a moment, oh. see what's going on, and uh, if I have <laughs> the ingredients here to remove the curses or if I need anything special. Um, some, some curses take... More time to prepare for, but nothing more than a few hours, so to speak. I tend to have everything I need 
Uh, let's do something very specific. It's going to take a little bit more than a while. Armos has a lot going on with him. <laughs> right, Minus? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm feeling attacked. I'm bleeding to death. Can we <laughs> uh, pick this conversation up uh, tomorrow? Wait, but you just told her you're ready. You said, yeah, I'm I ready. Am. Let's it, go. And now you want to go to sleep? I got to be healed and... I'm going to be ready to go tomorrow. But no, come on, Armos. Do... Just do it right now, and I push him close to her. <laughs> <All> I'm <right>, ready. <laughs> okay. But, wow, you you smell Do strange. any of you need... You're way too, way too close to me. Do any of you... Do three of you need direct medical attention, or just need to sleep it off? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, I have blood outside my body that I need inside my body. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if you would like to... We do have a somewhat of a clinic here. It's a bit traditional in its ways. Um, and she points over to the west. It was actually the, one of the first buildings you passed on your left side. She goes, we have people who can aid you into feeling much better. Um, our re most recent visitor is already in there, uh, sleeping off his, his last day's wounds. Oh, great. Thanks, Alice. And I just run in. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. You, you said a word there. What do you, what do you, what do you mean age? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Heal, age, you know, aid? What's the, yeah, okay, aid. Okay, you're going to aid. Okay, okay. Yes, aid. Yes. Right, I did hear age, yeah, though, for the record. I did hear <laughs> That's age. I, yeah. I'm, I, my mistake. Sometimes my my voice breaks and I sound like a 30-year-old Italian man from Brooklyn. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I bust through the door. You walk inside as you kick the door open, and there are some beds made of leaves. Uh, leaves, branches, with some very comfortable-looking quilts. There are two elvish women tending to wounds of three people, but one of them instantly sticks out to you. There is a drow elf laying down asleep. Looks like suffered very devastating attacks. There's bandages across its chest, mm. wrapped over his head, and it looks like his leg is in a cast. Her or him? Him. It looks like Zith, the drow elf. Is it Zith? What are you doing? I mean, we don't want to, like, assume that it's, I mean, we you know, kill him. it is a drow elf. There's quite a few drow elves out there. You don't want to assume every drow elf is, you know. Oh, my God. Character progression. Oh my I run God. up to him and pull the covers off him. You <laughs> pull the covers back and you get a better look. And it is, without a doubt, Zith, the drow elf, <gasps> just partied with not too long ago. And he is sleeping. And he looks very badly injured. We're killing this guy, right? <laughs> Oh my gosh. We can just do it while he's sleeping. I, I don't have an issue with that. Oh my gosh, Zith. You see two of the two of the medical helpers, uh, nurses, if you will, walk over to you. One is a halfling and the other one is a uh, half-elf. And they go, please, he needs to sleep. He suffered very bad wounds. Of course, of course. We've all what? suffered. <laughs> he, <What>? he came <laughs> in crawling. Please, oh, he needs to sleep bad. off for the rest of the night or just... I don't know if of he's course, your enemy here, but we cannot have any fighting. No, we were our we town. Were with him. We got no, separated. no fighting. No fighting. Oh, he's your friend. Yes, yes, no. our friend. Deception <laughs> check. Menace. <laughs> well, technically, he is because he did. He left first, right? So it wouldn't be a deception check. Yes. Or the performance. I'll let you choose. Uh, persuasion or deception. I don't even know what's better. Probably persuasion. They're probably the same. Honestly, I gotta. 13. She looks at you and she's she looks a bit puzzled and she goes, oh, okay. It just didn't seem like you were too worried the way you walked over, uh, ripped the blanket over off him. But well, we understand and 
you know, uh, it looks like you're pretty banged up yourself. Maybe the two of you got separated when you were attacked. And she asked that very guessingly. It's, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Uh, well, we're just going to go over here. We're going to finish uh, cleaning up from uh, cleaning up our linens and straightening up. Please don't mind us. But uh, just be careful when talking to him. He's uh, very hurt. He needs his rest. Okay. We'll be with you in just a moment. Yeah, I pop, I pop up on the bed, like when you're waiting for a doctor at the doctor's office. Are you it, trying to talk to Zith, or are you trying to get your own? Trying to get my own healing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Drell and Armos, what are the two of you doing? Um, well, I'm. Uh, I kind of want to do something just to going to hex Zith and. <laughs> yeah. I pull out my axe. You know, he just takes one extra damage every, you know. No, I don't know. So let's say this. Uh, as the three of you are in here plotting or discussing what you're doing with Zith, we'll say that the, the two helpers are bringing you bandages and yeah. anything you may need for any first aid style healing. If you would like oh to take gosh. the benefits of a short rest at this time, you may. You can use uh, and you can use your hit die, but if you will not uh, expend any physical items, if you want to gain any additional benefits that you normally get through a short rest, and no time will pass like a short rest. So, uh, I need ale. Do you have any ale? I need it to heal. Remember my heart. That's the one thing we don't provide in this town. We are. Oh my god! Are you kidding? We're leaving. Get up, Menace. Menace, Bro, get you up. literally have an alchemy jug. That's beside the point. Why do I always have to get it myself? <laughs> <laughs> I just storm out of the tent, pissed. All right. He's, uh, we've been through a lot, okay? And as I'm getting bandaged up, I am talking to one of the ladies. I'm like, so what, uh, we, we got separated, uh, during an attack, but he didn't look this bad when we left. You know what? Did he say what happened? It looks like he was attacked by, a. Uh large animal uh, he had a very he suffered claw wounds and it looks like something he got burned so and he she points to his back and like she kind of like lifts him up and you see that the bandages along his back and the side of his face where he was not laying on has these giant burn pads with this plant like gel it looks like it's treating burns and he's like he came in mm. very badly scalded but not by fire by maybe like a bad chemical substance mm. looks like honestly it looks like acid yikes yeah the treatment that we would normally use for for burns were, were not working and then we uh after ellis took a look she's the one that concluded that they were burns by acid or some type of poison given the nature of the drow elf it looked like acid you have clerics clerics no we are not a religious town okay well it's good because i'm a cleric and i can give him some some of my healing spells when he wakes up. Oh, that would be greatly appreciated, yes. Drell sticks his head back in the tent from outside and says, uh, he's like, uh, you guys said there was two of them, so he came in with someone else? No, he was alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jell stares at her and squints her eyes and backs his head out of the tent again. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we'll say that you are now healed up. With the benefits of a short rest without wasting too much time yeah. and you are given supplies so if you would like to use any items to help heal you or regain anything they will not be expended at this time um i mean i guess if they give me just like a health potion that'd be great if they have it yeah you, you're you're healed back up 
You see that like the potions they give you aren't necessarily healing potions, but look like homemade remedies. I think I'm also gonna, you know, as somebody's like, cause Drell's still outside. So as like one of the uh, attendees is walking in the tent with like a platter of potions, Drell like just snags a few off of them and starts drinking them. All right. She gives you a bit of a look and then smiles as a bead of sweat drops down her face. She looks kind of nervous when you take it from her cause she's a little halfling. Drell like gives a fake smile and then as soon as she walks away he like turns to like his mad face again. You hear a lock on the door. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Almost a minute you're inside. What are you doing anything with the Zith or are you going back to Ellis? I think we're literally just waiting for him to wake up. It looks like he's gonna sleep for the night unless I don't know what do you think Almost? Looks like like they said, he's very messed up. He's going to stay asleep until unless you do something. So is he talking currently? Like he's he's awake. He's sleeping. He is me 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 me. He is dreaming. You see the audible Z's coming out of his mouth. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I go to also see if there's like a bandage somewhere that I'm gonna reach for in that direction and accidentally bump into the bed and wake him up and be like, Oh, Zith! Oh, look who it is! How you doing? <laughs> And then I get real close to him. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> he looks <laughs> terrified as he wakes up and only he only has one eye visible. And you see that like the pupil shrinks down and is is super Whoa, small. And he's like freaked out. Hey, 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 hey. We're not going to kill you. He's clenching. <laughs> he's going to kill you. He's clenching the bed sheets. My, th my thermoturgy is going off and my eyes are already turning a different color. Armos, Armos, it was the other guy that left us on purpose. He didn't, he, it wasn't his decision. Oh, we're going to find that out right now. Listen, listen, wait, 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 listen. We, we had he, no is, intention of leaving you behind. I don't know what came over okay. Wilfred when he, when the three of you didn't come through. It happened so quick. Honestly, we couldn't even talk about it. I assumed you were dead. Drill six is dead. All right, Joel comes <laughs> back in because he's outside. You knock yourself on the locked door. Fuck. Ow, my head. <laughs> the halfling lets you in. Oh, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. He goes to the window and he goes, you're the one that's dead and does like the little <laughs> knife cutting like symbol with his fucking finger. Through the window. <laughs> you, wait, listen, wait, wait no, hold on. You just listen. And... <laughs> I cast friends on him, so you are I hostile know. right now. <laughs> That's what I wanted to confirm. <laughs> well, you're, you're uh, That's what I wanted hmm. to confirm. <laughs> Not hostile in the sense you're an enemy. He's frightened of you. So I Good. don't think friends would work. He's not like an enemy. He's like, I'm going to fucking get you. But with how you woke him up and how scared he is and how shook he is, friends, the cantrip would not work in this scenario. It's bullshit. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Okay. We all, the Dread and I went through and we were met. We thought we were going to meet our client that hired us. That's what we were told. We got okay. the scroll. We did not see our client. Okay. We were promised that he was going to be there with transport once we delivered the artifact. When Wilfred came through, everything went to hell. The Dread and I went through the portal, and there was a black dragon staring at us. Okay, he wasn't speaking, and once Wilfred came through, and the portal closed, that's when the dragon started speaking, and he only asked for the artifact. When Wilfred said something happened, it attacked us. 
clawed and beat me up and spewed out acid. It bit off Wilfred's head. No. And when he slashed the dread, he disappeared. Like his armor fell and collapsed. Like a like fire being extinguished. Gone. Empty suit of armor. As he's talking, I put my hand slowly on Armos's finger gun and slowly put it down. <laughs> Surprise, I got another one. <laughs> I got two. Can I do an insight check? Can yes. we do like insight checks to see if he's telling telling the truth? Absolutely. Uh, mine was bad. I think it's a 12. I don't think Drell cares whether or not he's lighting, so I don't think I'm going to roll. Oh, I got a 20. Ooh. You believe he's telling the truth with a dirty 20. Nice. He's like, the deal was we bring in the artifact and he was going to give us 10,000 platinum along with pardons to the kingdom of Aramor. What do you mean by pardons? Uh, Wilfred and... Well, Wilfred and I have some uh, bounties on our heads within the Aramor kingdom. Uh, we didn't always have a lavish lifestyle and on the up and up, uh, but we were able to evade the law uh, a couple of times in the city of Aramor. And well, when things got too hot, where people started coming after us, we decided to uh, retire here. Um, when Adelram gave us the job and gave us pardons, we, well, we thought it was a good deal. And the dread ran away? It looks like he was extinguished. Okay, hold on, back oh. up. <laughs> Drell's from the window. Hey, no, um, by the, by now, Drell's like inside with you. Okay. <laughs> so you said, excuse me, who offered you this job? Uh, one of the captains of the Red Guard. Yeah, uh, no, I... I, I mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's what I heard. Yep, I heard that right. Okay. All right, Zeth, you're not really helping your case right here, buddy. I'm just gonna... Just... All right. All right, I'm going back outside. And Trell walks back <laughs> outside. <laughs> and then I and just he, I take his face that was looking at Drell, and I just point it back at mine. <laughs> just like, you're talking to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so in the most uh, menacing way... Uh, I ask how he ended up here. So, how did he go from getting with the dragon in some and trying to figure out where he was with the dragon to how he ended up here? The scroll put us on a plateau on the side of a hill not too far from here. On that platform, the dirt platform, there was the black dragon. He moved like smoke when he attacked us. He was so quick. Oh, Armos, I think that's what was staring at us from the distance. Mm-hmm. When I woke Drell up, saw it change when I smoke. woke up, it was gone. My vision was blurred. I thought I was done for. I started crawling. I crawled for about an hour or so, and I ended up here. He took me in, and, well, here we are. Yep, well, uh, hey, you're looking good, buddy, and I kind of slap him in the stomach by accident. <laughs> oh! Sorry, sorry, sorry. He throws up. Sorry. He throws up. Okay, that's it. I'm gonna let you. You rest see it that off, blood buddy. starts to come out from the gods and the uh, the nurses when run I, over when I to up, take a look. Healing at spells on me. Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> Night, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Rangers for life. <laughs> I give him a ranger symbol and walk away. <laughs> I imagine the ranger symbol is like a hang ten. <laughs> Yeah. He gives you one back. Rangers for life. We're better than wizards. Rangers for life. I go to rest in a bed. Okay. I mean, this is good to, like, go to bed for the night. So you are currently healed. You 
can go back and talk to Ellis if you like, but or if the three of you would like to rest for the night, it is still sundown. So if there's anything you would like to do now, now's the time, or you can take a long rest. I think Minus is like just ready to journal everything that just happened and write letters back to his mom. So he's okay. doing that. Is like, Armos, go take care of your curse stuff. I'll be in here if you need me. Okay. Armos, Drell, what would the two of you like to do? Or would you like to rest for the night? I think Drell's ready to rest. I think he's kind of had it with everything else. Armos is still glaring at Zith from across the room and plant, plotting his demise as as <laughs> he, see, is, he sees in the corner. Armos uh, has been extremely aggressive lately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So he's like, "All right." Uh. So talking to myself, I'm like, "Yeah, polymorph into some kind of small creature, so no one knows. Dispose of creature." Hey, that uh, hey Armos, that hand of his looks kind of messed up. You think uh? He doesn't need it anymore, right? Mm, true. Maybe we take limb by limb. That's an mm, idea. There we go. Mm, too much mess, though. Makes, makes a trail mix. We could start a bonfire Ooh. to celebrate. Ooh. And he may be in the middle of it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as I plot his demise I take a lap and I go and try to find the Ellis Ellis is in the building where you first saw her so you walk over to the larger structure and then you knock on the door Ellis opens up the door and she goes Armos come on in make yourself at home and when you walk inside there are pots and pans and all these vials and random totems all over the walls. It's not dirty, but it's like a hoarder's paradise in here, filled to the brim with all these various components. Jars filled with um, almost like dead animals. There's a jar of eyeballs. There's, a, there's all these jars of roots and weird liquids that look like snot. Uh, there's giant cauldrons that are bubbling with water almost like uh, like an alchemist is brewing various potions here and it smells not great but not terrible you can tell that what she's brewing smells really bad but there's a good amount of plants in here that kind of you get the sense that it's there to counteract the smell and she sits you down uh, on a table and this table is more of a floor table there's no chairs in the building, but a pillow on the ground. And she offers you to take a seat as she sits you at a round table as she begins to pour herself some tea and offers you a cup. Uh, not much of a tea guy. Is this part of the getting rid of the whole curse thing? Just some hospitality. I can uh, okay. fetch you some water if you like. Uh, yeah. You see that she waves her cane and a mage hand comes out. But the mage hand doesn't look like a hand. It looks like a bunch of roots sprout out and then brings you a cup of water. Mm, druid? Druid, I'm guessing. She laughs and gives a slight nod. Mm-hmm. So what's up with this place? Why is, why is everyone from all over the place, it seems like? 
not very not very often you see all of everyone getting along so well in one little town. We're a small little hamlet. We don't have many people living in here. Um, people, find, like I said, find us uh, when it seems like they're most in need. And then some stay and some continue on. And those who stay contribute. And, well, they're happy. Hmm. Okay. You just happen to know about curses, huh? Yes, I, I dabble and can't say that I haven't used a few back in my day. And she laughs and scratches the side of her head, but she goes, that was an older me. And well, due to somewhat recent events, I've decided to change course in my life. And you can thank Lord Barrett for that. But, but why? Why? How did, how did he impact you all the way over here? It's on the other side of the world. Well, like I said, many, many years ago, I'm, I met him in his travels, um, and he helped me when no one else would. Uh, and between you and I, nobody should have helped me. But it, look, he he did me a kindness and showed me that there is humanity in the world, even for those who aren't goodwill at first. I was just having a hard time comprehending that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have a curse. Is it just you or anyone else in your party? I mean, mine's the one that doesn't want to be there anymore or that I don't want it there anymore. Mm. Okay. So, and it's this little gecko here and she looks at the gecko and then she looks back at you. And so you want to get rid of him? Please. Yes. Please. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. You see that Nax looks really sad and then begins to look over to you she goes okay if you will can you please hold on to the stone and she hands you a it's a rough stone and she goes please eat this plant and she hands you a twig with three leaves on it and she goes swallow this root and hold the stone and then she, it looks like she, that she takes out a small bowl with liquid and places it in front of her she goes this is how i'm gonna i'm gonna look for the source of your curse and then we can see if it's curable. Not much of a plant guy. Well, you're not eating it for its taste. Ah, uh, reluctantly. He, this is, he in uh, Armos f gets a feeling that this, this is what Reginald has been eating. It, it was pretty good, Armos, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you take a bite of the root and you swallow it. And when you hold the stone, you see that Ellis has her hands around the bowl, but not touching it. And the water bowl begins to ripple and the eyes roll to the back of her head and begin to glow. And then a few moments later, she comes to, she goes, this is actually a pretty easy one to solve. And then she looks at, she looks at Nax and she goes, I'm sorry, little one. And she goes, such potential. She gets up, she goes over to her bubbling cauldrons. She takes a few ingredients and grinds them down to a fine powder. And then she sits back down at the table and she uh, slides you the powder. She goes, eat this with a bit of food and the curse will be lifted. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm finally going to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> Are you eating the powder right now? Oh yeah. Nominate. You take a bit of food, you mush the powder in, and for you, at first the food tastes normal, then tastes foul, and then tastes sweet. A swirl of flavors against your taste buds, and then you swallow, and then you look at Nax, and Nax looks at 
Ellis, and then looks at you and then fades away. Psh, you are now lifted of this curse. Woo. All the benefits and negatives of that curse is now removed. High five. Uh, Reginald, uh, high fives you. Reginald's just happy he doesn't have a competition around anymore. <laughs> now what we need to do is, now we just need to kick a few rocks, Armos, and he looks out the window. <laughs> In <laughs> his direction, it looks at his sin. I know some other curses that you can get rid of. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, appreciate that. Guess we're done here. Uh, oh, hey, by the way, what, what is there any other curses and weird things here that we need to be worried about? Here? No. Yeah, I mean, you sure you don't have something you're hiding? Like, give her, like, eyebrows, eyebrows. Hiding? Eyebrows, eyebrows. Uh, I mean, you're obviously pretty young looking, but walking around with a cane, some obvious, uh, you know, things aren't adding up around here. The world is a magical place. It's not every day where devils walk among us either. <laughs> Damn. You hear off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> here we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're gonna take that almost <laughs> just just commentary from outside. <laughs> it was a compliment, right? I think, right? I think every day is a compliment when you're walking around. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take that as best I can and just kind of moonwalk awkwardly out of there. <laughs> <laughs> uh you awkwardly moonwalk out and she waves you off. Uh Drell, are you going in? Are you taking care of your issues? No, I don't have any issues with mine. I don't even remember the negative about mine. I th Lycanthropy? <laughs> no, that's fine. Oh, yeah? You just gonna <laughs> hulk out or mouse out? Yeah, no, I mean, Drell started... Drell kind of feels like it's becoming, you know, part of his dragon path of the beast form. I don't think he really has an issue with it. Jazzborn is part of it. Whoa, whoa, let's make it very clear that your lycanthropy and your path of the beast are two very different things. Yeah, but see, it's kind of, I feel like they're not, you know, I feel like they can go hand in hand. Mm. Sleep on it. How about you sleep on it? Yeah, yeah, let me <laughs> sleep on it. Let me sleep on it. As we get our long rest. <laughs> okay, so the three of you find a comfortable bed within the clinic and... You long rest for the night. You, well, the three of you wake up the next morning relatively early as the town begins to move about itself. You hear the sounds of children laughing as they all seem to be going into one specific building. You can see from the window that there's a line of kids heading towards a larger building. And just from guessing from the outside, it looks like some sort of schoolhouse. They all go in at the first, at first light. Drell, when you wake up, mm -hmm. you notice that there is blood on your pillow again. Drell makes a mental note. I guess I kind of look around and see like if it came from somewhere, or can I check my mouth and see if I have like you know I bit myself. Oh no, or you something? definitely you threw up. It looks like you oh, spit up blood, okay. similar to last time, and it is very this it's this purple, blackish color. Uh, okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna go talk to Ellis about it. <laughs> uh. So I guess, yeah, I'll walk over to Ellis and um, maybe I'll bring, I'll take the pillowcase off of the the pillow and bring it with me so she can actually see what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you take this pillow over. Almost in minutes, what are the two of you doing as you're waking well, up for the day? When Zith wakes up, uh, he has a bunch of rocks around him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sis. Okay. Me. 
Bing. Yeah. And I'm holding, he wakes up to me with a feather. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Just giving you some Melora juice. <laughs> I'm waving the feather over him. Uh, casting some. <laughs> thanks. I cast the first level uh, cure wounds. Miss, why are you helping this guy? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you, you cast cure wounds on him and it, he does look uh, relieved. However, the the wounds stay, but they seem to be healing up in place, but they look like permanent scars on his body. Yeah. Drell, you walk over to Alice, mm -hmm. and she opens the door, and just like Armos, she offers you to come inside and sit down and on a pillow on the floor, and she offers you some tea. And she goes, Drell, how can I help you? Ooh, I love tea. What kind of psychopath doesn't like tea? And I take a cup and I drink it. It's very soothing, very relaxing. Mm. Is this is this green tea? Can I get some honey? Do you have any you have any honey? I like raspberry honey with my tea, actually. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, we do. We grow, we make it ourselves. And she uses <laughs> mage hand and it comes out in a very viney nature way. And she grabs a jar, and places it in front of you. Um. Okay. So long story short. Uh. See, long time ago, I was bit by a mouse um i guess you could call it a were mouse and now randomly i turn into a mouse or i guess also mouse dragons uh if that makes sense and um and then i pull out the pillowcase and i say and now uh recently i've been coughing up blood and i don't know if it's from that or you know maybe i'm just like sick you know maybe i have like a cold or something I'm not really sure well, let's see what's going on inside. That sounds like a, like a trip. So yeah. she, she, she hands you a stone, a rough stone and a root, and she takes out a bowl with some liquid inside. She instructs you to eat the root and hold the stone. Okay. And Drell pops the root in his mouth and he chews on it. He's like, mm, kind of tastes like jerky. And then I just hold the stone. <laughs> You see that her hands hover around the bowl. It begins to ripple and her eyes roll to the back of her head. And then you see a curious face on her. And she goes, whoa, whoa. You got a lot of things inside you, Drill. And she is in this in this state for a little bit longer. And it comes to, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so you have a few things going on, uh, on inside of you. Um, good news and bad news. The good news is I can fix your curses. Uh, the bad news is that I cannot heal your illness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you know what's wrong? She looks at you. She goes, yes, um, I do know. It's a very rare, rare illness. Mm -hmm. It's very strange that you would have this. Did, did somebody... Did your father or mother have this illness? Were they sick? Oh God, oh God, uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, maybe? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know all too well. It makes sense that someone like you might have it. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, it's, you get it from family, uh, unless you were really, really unlucky to, to meet a, a powerful sorceress of some kind. What you have is something uh, we call frost rot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is a hereditary disease. Um, the person that was uh, stricken with it, it's a slow killing 
uh, disease, unfortunately, and it is hereditary. It curses. Uh, it's intended to curse their future bloodline till, uh, well, there is no more bloodline, so oh, to speak. Oh, uh, sick. Okay. Uh, great news. I guess good thing I'm sitting down. Uh, <laughs> can I have another cup of tea? <laughs> Drell's like shaking. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> as, she pours, as she pours you another uh, cup of tea. And she goes, I'm sorry that you had to hear this from me, but it's now you know uh, the, the intervention you seek is more on a divine scale. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. So, um, okay, so sorry. She said she could fix what? She can fix your lycanthropy? Yeah, she could fix your lycanthropy. However, she also informs you that she goes, as far as your other curses, your lycanthropy, and it seems you have a similar stone curse that uh, that Armos had. I can fix I can fix it. The thing is, if I remove one, I have to remove both. Mm, so the if the lycanthropy leaves, then the other one leaves. The Correct. stone curse. Mm. Yes. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Jarl stands up and he goes, but I think I'm going to keep it. Um, you know, I guess uh, since I'm dying anyways, what's it really matter, you know? Uh, <laughs> and Jarl's still like is t- drinking the tea as he's talking to her. Hold on. I don't want to I don't want to leave you in this troubled state. Please, please just sit back down just for one moment, please. All right. Do you have any like plus five swords or something? I just I mean, <laughs> it <would> really help. <laughs> Oh, I don't think oh I have any plus God. five swords anywhere. But. Okay, what about plus five armor, please? I'm dying, remember. <laughs> I'm dying, man. You're not dying yet. You got a few a few strong years left in you. But that's you gotta okay. you're strong. You can you can you gotta figure mm-hmm. this out, Joe. Mm-hmm. She gets up very slowly. She's like, Ugh. Swear that you heard like a bone pop when she got up. Ow. Yep. Been she there. goes over to her to her jugs and other bowls and she puts some it looks like she's mixing some ingredients together and then she hands you a jar with more of these roots in there but the roots have glitter on it, it looks like she's shaking some type of powder among these roots and in the roots there's about 16 of them and she goes you're gonna take these once every few months all right take one now the next time you would need one is the next time you vomit mm, okay if you are still spitting up more and more blood, the, the, you could take them. You could take them as frequent as you are vomiting. However, this should space them apart until you find the intervention you need. Got it. Got it. This is a bit more of a curse. Maybe if uh, your father, or your grandfather, who was stricken with it, um, could have had it lifted uh, when it happened. If they knew of somebody who could have. Uh, however, it is almost a part of you. Hmm. Well, okay. Just a part of me. Got it. Got it. Just a part of me. Just slowly dying inside because my family decided they didn't <laughs> like me. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Uh, and, well, thank you for your time. Uh, Drell, like, doesn't know what to do. He, like, salutes her and, like, turns around and walks out. <laughs> Please, Drell. Um, when you are done, if or if you need to talk to somebody, I'm here for you. No, just gotta bury it, you know? Push it, 
push it deep <laughs> and I just you know do the little <laughs> hand motion like I'm burying it just, uh, <laughs> it's good for the soul bro you can put down frost rot roots if you'd like there's no specific name for it it has 16 charges best of luck to you Drill. and as she sees you out we're gonna pan back over to Armos and Minus in the medical hut uh, as Zith is now also awake and Minus you have administered some cure wounds to him and he is now up, uh, awkwardly looking at all the SIDS. He is looking at the two of you, and although he is scared, he seems a bit more uh, level-headed. I mean, I healed him up, and I was just probably asking him about the dragon, you know? Yeah. So, uh, any, any tips and tricks you can give us about that dragon, maybe, if we uh, meet it along the way there? Um, I mean, uh, hopefully you never have to run into it. Um, it, it didn't look like... It looked young as far as dragons go. Uh, uh, but it's also very weird for a black dragon to be in a jungle. True. It's like typically not where they're from. True. I mean, they're for usually from swamps, but I wouldn't... Mm. I wouldn't... This might be a little too uh, out of pocket for him. The Gambuki Isles, anyway. I mean, if he was with Adoram, he's probably looking for something. Well, we, uh... Took care of that tooth, so I don't think anybody's... Do you have it? Find it? Where is it? Wait, where is it? It's gone. What do you mean, gone? What'd you do with it? Destroyed it. <laughs> I was about to say, before Minus says another fucking word, I was, I was going to be like, oh yeah, Would, we got the map right here. <laughs> deception check when you say destroy it. This is the first time he's like... Because uh, Ram's involved, he's like not messing around, you know? <laughs> Destroyed it. <laughs> God. <laughs> kind of makes sense though for minutes I got a mm, I got a six <laughs> I'm gonna use my inspiration that you just gave me <laughs> <laughs> oh 14 maybe that'll help <laughs> maybe that's what shook Wilfred he when he came through he was what he was pleading for his life he mentioned that something frightened him perhaps when the dagger when the tooth was destroyed um it could have scared him. Something could have popped out. True. We didn't come through. I'm evil assuming dagger. you fought something of great evil. We did. It's like a knoll mixed with a centipede. I call it a sentinel. A sentinel. <laughs> oh, I would have. I would have called it a nolipede. Oh, that's such a better name. <laughs> I'm putting that in my journal. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't think uh, anybody's going to be finding. Anything for a long time. All right. Well, Zith, uh, stay well. Don't uh, don't get mixed around with Adoram. That guy's bad news. Uh, I'll stay far away. Yeah. Ranged for life, and I hang down. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> he hang tangs you back, and what are the three of you doing now? As you find yourself in this seemingly hidden town. Well, I do walk outside and see Drell. Drell, good morning. Happy days. How you doing, man? Uh, Drell turns around. He's like shaking and he has like, um, you know how you get hella tired? You have like those dark bags oh, under your yeah. eyes. He like already has that. He's like, uh, doing okay. <laughs> hmm. Okay. But he definitely does not tell Minus or Armos anything about what he was just told by Alice yet. He's still trying to All cope right. with it. <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, where's that? Uh, uh, where's Zith? Are we going to kill him still or what? What's the deal? Uh, he's he's fine. I think he's 
shaken up. He was telling the truth. Uh, I'm just gonna leave him. And look at Armos. Armos. I'm He's still fine. I'm still staring at the his general direction, really contemplating. Uh, hey. <laughs> I snap at him. Ah. Armos. Fine. Armos, go Fine. do it. Do it. We got things to do. Ah, <laughs> uh, lucky it's such um, a nice day. All right, so I guess now we just head to Sandlow, huh? So, is there any like? Is there? I mean, it's there wouldn't be any shops here, right? Obviously, everything. There are just, no shops. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay, so there's nothing really to. I'm just gonna say hi to Alice real quick. Give me a sec, guys. Uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yep. I walk over to her hut. <clears throat> uh, knock, knock. Alice opens the door. After a few minutes, she walks over and opens the door. She goes, oh, hey, Menace. How can I help hey. you? So uh, we're getting ready to head out here. Uh, mm -hmm. Pleasure pleasure being here. If there's anything we can do for you before you leave, obviously let us know. We do have, or at least I have, one question. Uh, do you have any info about Sandlow, perhaps? We're thinking of heading that way. Yeah, it's on the on the mainland. I believe I have a, a map I can draw out for you if you'd like to come inside oh, for a moment. Perfect. Yeah. And of I course. turn around and give them a thumbs up and walk inside. Uh there's no reason really to talk to her, Menace. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, should I invent HIPAA laws? Oh man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you walk inside and she invites you to sit at the table and just like the other two, invites you to drink some tea. And she brings over some parchment and some scrolls. Oh, I love tea. Thank you. She begins to draw on a map for you. And she goes, yeah, you're quite a few days away. You will have to find some passage over the waters uh, from our current position. If you go back to the Aramal ports, you can possibly rent out a small boat and sail over to the main island. Um, or you could just get creative and find a way to pass over the channel. Um, shouldn't be too difficult so she draws you at the map and you are on the eastern island in the town of tamodin and she marks it for you and now with your 22 from before you can get a sense of where you need to go you need to head westward from your current location or get a boat at the aramore ports and you also have a better recollection of where your markings were from the tomb of yanagu from the new entrance that you've created yeah so you now have a very good bearing on where you need to go. Lovely. All right. So as she's drawing the map out for you, she's making conversations. She goes, is there anything else we can help you with before you set out? I, I assume you're leaving today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We better head out. Lots of important things to do. Things to prove to people. Stuff to do. Hey, you don't happen to be one of those druids that can do the teleporty stuff, can you? Well, if I was a druid, maybe. Oh, oh! I almost told me you were a druid. I uh, assumed I was a druid. I just didn't have the heart to correct oh. them. Ha! <laughs> Silly Armos. Ah, well, uh, that's fine. I guess we'll just uh, walk on down on our own accord, and that'll be fine. Well, I appreciate the help. Minus, give me a perception check. Insider perception. Perception. I definitely want to, like, come bang on the door before... Menace leaves at some point. Uh, nine. Nine? You don't notice anything out of the ordinary. Almost you go to bang on the door while they're talking and gathering notes. Drell, what are you doing? Uh, Drell is already at the outskirts of the town. <laughs> Just <laughs> like having a real mental day um, talking to himself. 
uh, or I guess like trying to more process everything that he's been told is definitely not what he thought. So he's doing some self soothing out there. He's just oh, there's nothing to... soothing going on, but there's <laughs> it's like a um, trying to plug a dam with some bubble gum right now, and then every single one. Uh... Give me a perception check with disadvantage. <laughs> okay, I got an eight. As you're deep within thought. Um, you hear a rustling beside you in the trees. Armos, you walk inside the uh, Ellis's home. What are you saying to Ellis as Minus is getting directions? Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention, we saw a black, strange smoke thing, large looking bird, red eyes. Anybody um, possibly know about it? It just seems coincidental that you have this hidden place and we see a big monster is that where you, are you hiding from that we are hiding from all monsters i don't know if you've noticed in your travels i'm i'm sure you've seen one uh there mm -hmm. are dinosaurs that are oh, okay. roaming these islands so gotcha. we tend to blend in um mm -hmm. and the, the ones that eat leaves well we like those the ones that eat everything else is the ones we try to hide from so this this monster that i'm talking about doesn't doesn't ring a bell make me an insight check fuck wait i have my once a day that i could use <laughs> i got a 19 on mine okay i got a four <laughs> minish you know the bead of sweat drops down her face as she's talking to armos you know what he's talking about <laughs> i just point at her you can't lie to me there's no way Whoa, no. what is happening here? Yeah, Wait a minute. Sweat. Menace, I'm what? not lying to you. <laughs> Drell, we pan back over to you and you notice some smog in the in the tree line from within the town. Fire. Smog. And some <laughs> and you smell some burning and then flapping of wings come over as a black blob comes over from the sky. Go panning back over to Menace and Armos. You see that now with continuing from your 19, Menace, you notice that Ellis looks somewhat nervous as you accuse her. Uh, like, accuse, you know something. Yeah. And she's like, and she's just she like, listen, I don't know anything about black smog, okay? We live quietly within our home. Almost, give me a perception check. <laughs> Dude, I haven't rolled higher than a 10 all wow. day. <laughs> Three. <laughs> got any uh, Inspiration and a uh, okay, dark one's luck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll use dark one's luck on this one because it's so low. All right. Uh, ye <laughs> I got another Dude. three. A six? Oh, man. You don't notice anything with a six, bud. But she rolls up her scrolls as you begin to pressure her. Be like, I think it's best if you leave while you still can. And she hands you the maps that she just made. And then at that moment, you hear some faint screams coming from outside. Panning back over to Drell, you see that this smoke is coming up. This gray smoke, it looks like fire. And then you hear a voice behind you. There's something troubling you, son. And you turn around and bam! You're gonna go ahead. You take 28 points of damage as the broad side of a great sword smacks you across the face. Go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw, as it seems like you're being pushed down to the ground from sheer force. Uh, I get to roll those with the bins. 21. You stumble back just a few feet. You stagger, but you notice that your nose is now bleeding. 
and in front of you is indeed Adoram Beckford, along with two of his guards. And he looks pissed, and he has a great sword drawn onto you. Minus Armos, we pan back to you. As the two of you are leaving uh, Ellis's hut, you notice that there are flames among some of the some of the huts, the smaller huts where the families are living and running outside and they're screaming as smoke arises up and then a large black figure flies over you as a gust of wind brushes the trees out and sways the trees out of the way. You see coming from your northern side from the water from the pond within the town are soldiers in red guard garments approaching forward with swords and bows drawn. And it seems, and they're like, two of them approach and they have people walking in front of them, they're kicking them. And they're like, get down the ground towards the square, towards the square now. And then you go to step forward to interject. And that's when this stream of acid is blown before you, corroding the ground, cutting off your path as a large black dragon lands before you. And that is where we're going to end this week's session. Oh, you little um, fucker, Tony. Man. Time. No, no, no. Tony knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Because I do. <laughs> literally before we started recording while we were waiting on Dan and Jared, I was like, oh, I can't wait to fucking kill Adel Ram. And he goes, Tony's like, oh, I totally forgot about that guy. I don't even know what he's doing right now. I was like, oh, okay. He said, oh, what should we do for our 100th episode? I'm like, yo, let me let decapitate Adel Ram for the 100th episode. I'm like, maybe. We'll see where we're at. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's going to happen in episode 83. So let's fucking go. One of the guys, by the way, goes, Sup, I'm Nifton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh should I episode. make the three of those guys? Should I put Nifton and all of them in there? How, what do you guys want? <laughs> Dude, I want Jack Ball Sinky as well and just make this, just wrap up all the things. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I will say, I'll, I'll reveal the current a little bit. Um, you don't see a white dragonborn just yet. But you do see a larger black dragon that looks shockingly similar to Timbat. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think about. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Great episode. <laughs> that was good be stuff. A big episode. I was episode excited. Next Perfect. I love it. I loved it. I love it. Ooh, baby. I'm so excited yeah. to finally tune in next up. week to hear Alec, aka Drill, absolutely just murder Adol Ram with everything he has. <laughs> <laughs> Drill's dying. He has nothing to lose. Whoa, dying? Who said anything about dying? I just what? mentioned incurable disease. I didn't say anything about dying. I mean, we're all dying in our own ways, right? True. <laughs> true. Too true. Too real. Too real. <laughs> Too real. I play D to escape realism, not embrace it. <laughs> this is gonna be a good after show. It is. Yeah. Which by the way, again, if you uh haven't yet going over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash D D four oh four. We do our after shows over there where we uh talk about what happened in this episode and our theories and things we might have done in different situations and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to hear that, go on over there. It's probably up now. Or within a day that this is uploaded. Oh, yeah. If Tony uploaded it, probably within a day. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's right. I feel offended, but he's right. 
<laughs> and I want to say I have <laughs> never missed <laughs> uploading them at the same time. <laughs> and I got well, I something I want to say. I, I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to like tell people <laughs> that this happened to me until after it happened. Now that this session's done, I can say it. Today, in my all my 32 years of being alive, today is my third day in a row of playing Dungeons and Dragons. I have never done that. Ever oh, in my wow. life. Oh, that's awesome. I played it twice in one yeah. week, and we've recorded episodes back-to-back. -back, but true. I've never played three separate games of D&D &D in three days. It it was amazing. It was awesome. It was Great. it was so good. Local car shop that I went to a brewery and played, and now I'm playing with wow. my boys. It was, oh, like, yesterday, somebody was texting me, like, yo, what are you doing today? I'm like, I'm playing Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, that's cool. What did you do yesterday? I play Dungeons and Dragons. They're like, what do you, you got playing tomorrow? I'm like, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons, bro. I was yeah. never That's before. Awesome. Never before. I've held hands with the opposite sex. This is better. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. This is this That's is great. How I feel about uh playing board games like a couple, <laughs> couple times a week. Oh my god. Right. I'm like, I will never get to this much fun in my entire life ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, besides Jared playing Dungeons & Dragons, <laughs> Jared had this whole weekend playing. Bro, I got great stuff. Jared, we just want to play board games again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that's why. That's why I'm like, guys, quit. You, like, you're 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 playing with me. Like, are you serious? Because I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, if we don't make me. if we come over again, we got definitely got to stay longer. Oh, <laughs> we're staying absolutely. a week, and we're doing a yeah. decathlon of yeah. Twilight and. <laughs> oh my god dude i'll bust out the expansion and then we'll just there's an expansion oh yep yep oh my god we're just the tip of the iceberg yeah they mechs uh more races uh admirals and commanders and oh all yeah, sorts of stuff i didn't want it to get too advanced for you guys i'm coming prepped i'm coming prepped <laughs> next time all right well besides dungeons and dragons and twilight imperium do we have any recommendations this week i have one that's what, why don't uh, you take this session what yeah yeah why don't you take this session then I have a, I have a 21 and up recommendation if you are 21 and up costco right now has wine and beer advent calendars Ooh. so i have a beer advent calendar right now that i'm gonna open up in the winter <laughs> in december <laughs> nice nice all right that was a great rec and with that being said go. we're gonna go Sip ahead on. and Shout out our Patreon supporters. Say goodbye, everybody. Later. Bye-bye. And now it's time for the Patreon supporters. Starting with the Bloodshard Bandits. And first up, we have Benjamin Hayes, a.k.a. The Dread. After escaping through the portal, the Dread ended up somewhere he would least expect. His demise? Met with an unknown assailant, the Dread seems to have left his plated coil. However, his emerald flame still burns. Now we have Dylan Snyder, best known as Reese the Bard. This Aladrin is back on tour, but his tavern shows have gone international. Leaving the Kingdom of Aramor, Reese is now currently playing in a more sunny side part of the world, the Kambuki Isles. It's worth noting that although his shows are great and spectacular, his last show was interrupted by some sort of earthquake? Troubles underneath the Isles, perhaps? 
Julius Kendrick is next, and he stands before the king's tomb within the Moonbeam Cemetery, tightly holding the groundskeeper within his tattered palm. Slit! The groundkeeper falls as he is no more use to Julius. He enters the king's tomb, bloody dagger in hand, but also with an artifact, closely related to a lantern of some sort. It looks empty for now. Reigns is our next bloodshard bandit, and we are left with his memory. While his mother is left terrified as she recently sighted a frog-like monstrosity outside of Reigns' childhood bedroom. What could this mean? Was it the beast slain? Is his murderer still out there? Rumors say threatening croaks of a frog are heard during the witch's hour. Now we have Alara Dawnstar, and she just heard a crash within the main hall of the Scourish Chapel. She rushes to check, and it looks like the acrylic shard is missing. Shocked, bamboozled, and hoodwinked, a thief in broad daylight has stolen the thing she was sworn to protect. What will she do? But we move from the chapel over the cliff and down to the shores of the Evertone Sea. Captain Scarrow is the next patron to be. This bloodshot bandit is a dastardly one indeed, as he holds something shiny in his clammy hands, deviously. Waiting for his moment, Captain Scarrow is quite the devil, as he's the new owner of an important shard, indeed. Artemis is next, and he's a hero to all, as he was just nominated as the best protector of the Sigi College. It has been reported that the bullying rate has dropped by an astounding 99% just in the last quarter. Ever since his run-in with our band of heroes, Artemis has a newfound purpose to protect all in need. However, he hasn't seen his friend Kemi Joe in some time. How sudden. Rommel, our wooden friend, has just reached the shores of the Kambuki Isles. How this woodfolk warlock tree managed to reach an island days away by boat is still a mystery. However, this woodwode stands tall and dedicated to his mission. He begins to commune with the jungle trees around him. Jack Scout is our last bloodshard bandit, and he has returned from his first hunt. After slaying a mighty chimera, Jax is the talk of the town. As he revels in his new small town fame, a jealous rival appears within the shadows. Will his second hunt be as good as his first? Andrew Hall is our first Sigic College alumni and the first senior wizard to flunk a class in the last 10 years at the Sigic College. Now Andrew Hall must retake Intro to Divination Innovation 401. Andrew is worried because this could delay graduation and affect his scholarship. Perhaps he should have taken studies of macro evocations in microeconomics. Next alumni is Sly, who has narrowly escaped the town guards by simply using a wheelbarrow disguised as an orc. However, he finds himself in another predicament. The wrong turn down an alley had led him behind a shady tavern in the wrong part of town. Jazz music is suddenly heard. Charging in next is Sakajua, the fastest centaur this part of South Trillis. Coming in hot as a town hero, this centaur is quite the popular athlete, as he is one of the top performers in Rocket Boot League. Did you hear that he's plat four in his division? Next alumni is Patrick Wenestrom, also known as The Punk. He has been making a scene in the underground music scene. This shadow elf is hardcore and anti-Aramore government to boot. His jams inspire to riot against the oppressive Red Guard regime. 
Robert Crisp is our next alumni, and he's been down in the yeasts about his bread village being eaten. Back to his studies, he hopes to try again and improve on the town's crummy defenses. St. Chaos is our last alumni, however, he is still in jail. After sending a letter to Artemis, he hasn't gotten a reply back from him yet. Although he is unlucky of getting out of jail early, his prison wine business is quite lucrative. Now we move on to Humbrea's hero. Starting off is Abdul Rahman. He has made a breakthrough with his anti-theft potion, but it was stolen before he could drink it. How unfortunate. But luckily, Alex Dredd has heard of this crime and he has vowed to bring the thief to justice, pro bono. Meanwhile, Nufarius Ducarius had just stumbled onto some liquid luck so that his next dragon bounty won't get stolen from him. Speaking of bounties, Man with Glass had just placed a bounty on a man who ruined his masterpiece. Man with Stone was just seen passing through the southernmost watchtower where Red Guard Sergio Rodriguez noticed him laughing to himself and he wonders, did he do something evil? And while Sergio was distracted, Captain Dandelion sneaks on by, stealing the bloodshards hidden within the tower. Looks like this thief is becoming greater. And traveling northward through the tower is Odimel, as she just gathered some rare herbs for a special healing potion. These potions should come in handy for Johnny Tar. Although Johnny has become a fierce fighter, that is not without a few battle scars. Luckily, these new potions should do just a trick with his next fight, who might be a lichen hunter. Caleb Schneider had just heard some rumors that Johnny Tar might be a lichen in disguise. He aims to reveal the truth in a deadly duel. Wow, this list is ever expanding, but that's all for this week's Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to be included in weekly Patreon shoutouts, go ahead and check out our Patreon. The link is down below. And until next time, have a great week, everybody.